morning, good afternoon, guys. Welcome back to another Geek Tavern. As always, it's me, Sean, and I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And Aaron. Well, how do you do? <laughs> and today we are going to be talking a spoiler discussion about Aaron's recommendation, which was Ryan Johnson's 2019 film, Knives Out, that hack Ryan Johnson. It's his only, right, it's his only half-decent movie. Brought us one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't do Rise of Skywalker. Wish he did. <laughs> yeah. Everybody thinks I'm joking. I I legit like The Last Jedi. So. I like it no, I like The Last Jedi. But that's not why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> we're here about a different awful movie directed by Ryan Johnson. <laughs> um, so Knives Out is a mystery movie that kind of takes the mystery out of it and then reinstills it this yeah, is, it this flips is it a, on its head yeah, this is a very good fit for ryan johnson because he loves to subvert expectations um and this movie really worked out in his favor uh this was my favorite movie of 2019 and we know what movies came out in 2019 Endgame and all that like this this was definitely my absolute favorite um it revolves around the suicide of famed horror and mystery uh well he's not really horror mystery and thriller novel writer uh harlan thromby who he's fictitious played by christopher Plummer, and uh his entire family is absolutely shocked and devastated that he committed suicide. Yeah, and... it was on the celebration of his 84th birthday. Yeah. They, so everybody was in town. Yeah, so uh, everybody and was His mother's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> One out of them. Uh, we'll, we'll get to a, a joke about I just that. thought it was crazy that he, he was so old and his mother's still yeah. alive. Yeah, that, that was a, a very strange thing. But... Uh, so there's people like of course the police are called and everything um and they think it's all kind of wrapped up except for uh benoit blanc played by daniel craig shows up along to assist with the investigation uh and that's when it starts to get a little different because he was paid by an anonymous person to investigate his suicide yes implying that it wasn't really a suicide um so yeah and then the movie kicks off from there and yeah the movie starts well the movie starts proper with the discovery of harlan's death and then it jumps right into uh testimonies from the family conducted by the police and benoit blanc uh and I, i i really like so before we get jumping right into it, I know how I feel about this movie. You know how I feel about this movie. I know how you feel about this movie. <laughs> Mike, this is the first time you've seen the movie, yeah. so I would like to know how you thought of the movie. <laughs> I I don't have a top ten, but this could very well be in there. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely in mine. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, you guys could have slapped me, like, two years ago and be like, watch this fucking movie. Watch this movie. It's amazing. <laughs> no, like, uh, Sean and I went to go see it just, like, 
for shits and giggles, we had nothing to do. Right. So we went to the movies and watched it, and we both were like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into specifics as we go on, like, I'll point out whatever my favorite things were or whatever. But I think I thought about it all day because I finished it this morning. And I think my favorite part of the movie is the performance of, I'm going to fuck up her name, Anna de Armas. Oh, yeah. Anna de Armas, yeah. yeah. Like, it's Marta. I'm blown away. Like, yeah. how. Oh, she was really good. Yeah. Everybody was great in this movie. Did, and I don't I don't know what made it stand out so much, but even like her the whole thing with her uh throwing up every time she would lie or mm-hmm. like you could tell if she's like holding something back some a lot of the times so, mm-hmm. and just her performance of just a you know, teary eyed or whatever whatever the scene calls for, I think she just I don't know, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't normally, like, pay attention to that stuff. And I was just drawn into her performance. Yeah. No, she's great in that. She, yeah, she is a, I would say, it's hard to say who's the main character, but it's pretty much her yeah. and Daniel Craig. Are, I was like, going to say, two, Daniel Craig would yeah, definitely. The two say. leads. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she's a great um, character to be able to follow especially after the twist happens Mm -hmm. and it's like halfway through maybe not even halfway through the movie like the first like 30 minutes of the movie is whenever the twist is revealed yeah uh but yeah and and you you can really like sympathize with her and you understand like where she's coming from Mm -hmm. and uh the first line that uh detective blanc says to her you know does being a good person make you a good nurse like you can really tell that this person is like a genuinely like great person. Uh, she cares about all of these shitty people that don't give a fuck about her, and all of this stuff. So yeah, she's a great character to be able to uh, relate to during mm-hmm. this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I will. I will. What I was going to say before I got your opinion on the movie is uh, the the interrogation scenes with um, like all of the family. I really like that because it like intersplices it with each like interview Mm. and uh it like goes on the same path where it's like oh yeah richard uh says that walt and harlan got in a fight and walt's like he said what (laughs) it like cuts back in between and then and then it like all of them have the reaction where they're like who is this guy like why is he even here and Mm. then he explains things and then jumps in and starts asking questions and starts figuring everything out yeah I've I've always loved mystery move uh, mystery genre things, so this is I I would I would say I probably haven't seen enough like of these types of movies. I'm sure yeah. there's an mm-hmm. abundance of them. Oh, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> but it's definitely a, a genre I kind of want to dive in a little bit more. You know? Yeah, the mystery behind it is uh is very very intriguing and especially when the twist happens but then multiple twists happen and you're like whoa yeah. hold on well yeah i mean that's how mystery media has to go like you have to you have to have like the twists that you know like really is the big breakthrough moment mm-hmm. but uh the fact that the main character that we are following we're led to believe 30 minutes into the movie that she's the one responsible for the death of Harlan, mm-hmm. albeit a 
horrible mistake accident uh you're like oh well now i have to i'm you, you watch the you're watching the movie in a different light because first you're like the first 30 minutes you're like okay this is obviously like a murder mystery like who killed their dad right and then like 30 minutes in you're like oh how is she like we're we're now watching it like how is she gonna get away with this yeah it's like how the movie like flips it on its head you're like you're on marta's side and you want to make sure like you want to watch and see how she's gonna outsmart this detective yeah and, like, and she does in a few instances yeah she does a few times yeah like uh for example when she's walking when they're walking the grounds and they oh, yeah. walk up through the pathway, and she sees her own footprints there, and they're not paying attention. So she just walks through, and then Benoit's like, Marta, Marta, no, 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 no. And he's like, ah, shit. Like, and at that point, she's like, what? And then what? the dogs yeah. come, and she gets the whole trail covered. Yeah, yeah the dogs come and tear through. Yeah. Which and... plays to her advantage, because they say that they heard the dogs barking. Mm-hmm for somebody who came up and the dogs don't bark at marta or right. anything like that like they're not even phased yeah and whenever she steals the vcr tape and uh wipes it with the that one and like ever since the moment they showed that like she messed up on that part and pulled before the yeah whatever that thing was statue or whatever. before the uh elephant yeah yeah the i couldn't remember statue. what it was yeah and uh they show it on the the monitor screen, mm -hmm. and it, you're like, "How the hell does she get out of it?" Yeah, like, and then she hits the eject, and then yeah. she's like, "Oh shit!" And then just wipes it. Up. I I thought she was, it was gonna just fry the whole tape. I, that's what I thought happened. Yeah, it's like just by some random stroke of luck. I mean, it, it ejects and it's like smoking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. CR is smoking. Yeah, I, I was like thinking, I'm like, oh, wow. like the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, what a stroke of luck! It just ate the tape before. And the guy even says after... Yeah, he's like, that thing eats tapes yeah. like crazy. Yeah. He's, and he was like, luckily, she's like, oh, if you don't hold it down, it ejects anyway. So, mm -hmm. a stroke of luck there. But, um, yeah. Uh, and the funny thing is that uh, Detective Blanc knows that Marta had something to do with the death of harlan the whole time because she had blood spatter. she had literally yeah. like a speck of blood on, on her, her shoe <laughs> and i remember uh it's when she's at she goes home and she sits by her mom and watching tv we the audience we yeah. like it zooms in on and we're, i'm like oh shit <laughs> like which, I mean, which honestly who's you have to be a really 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 good detective to spot something like i mean that. i noticed that this like whenever they're first uh interviewing marta whenever she's like listening in on their conversation and benoit's like you know come outside he like shakes her hand and he's looking down and spots her shoe oh. like in that scene so yeah, yeah this is a, a great example of a movie where like any little thing could be something that ties in later mm -hmm. yeah like the uh oh that's one thing we were talking about the, the ceramic elephant or whatever and and he's like he's like go past the ceramic yeah. elephant pull off pull the floor off. yeah pull off yeah. yeah then she goes did he say before after and he goes before the glass elephant and then he goes before after the yeah. like, pull, it's his voice pull off before after the elephant. yeah before after the elephant <laughs> yeah i like that little touch because like it's her like trying to remember yeah. what harlan told her yeah. and then she, you know everybody's memory is fallible and 
instances like in high stress situations, which she was certainly I remembered nothing he told me. <laughs> it's a very complex thing that yeah. he asked her to do. Yeah. And uh I mean but she I mean, managed to do it pretty well for the most part. And so I mean like uh so let, let let's talk about the what we didn't even talk about what happened. Yeah. How this comes about. So uh he has to take certain medications because he's old and uh he has to take them before bed and he has to take them regularly so he has the nurse marta and who is also his friend uh to administer his medications and what happens is she gives him the wrong medication and she ended up giving him a hundred milligrams of morphine when it was supposed to be his other medicine and forget what the other one even was. I yeah, I forget what what it was that he was supposed <clears> to get. It was like some maybe some kind of blood thinner or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um and then she doesn't have she can't find the noxalone or whatever it is that that uh counteracts the effects of an overdose of morphine. Um I was so <laughs> Yeah, so so she uh she knows that he's going to be dead before an ambulance even gets there, and so does he. Mm-hmm. So he comes up with this plan on the spot to get her out of this situation by effectively killing himself, making it look like a suicide, um, to you know rule out them doing a blood toxicology report and finding out exactly how he died or if she had anything to do with it. So Harlan's very smart in this instance where he's like telling her exactly what to do how to do it and like he's telling her like you need to step by step you need to follow exactly all, what there's all the examples in all his books, books. Yeah. yeah and he's done plenty of research on right it. like he's he, like in this universe he's a very well known writer of mm-hmm. mystery he's like the stephen king of mystery yeah basically yeah. yeah um so he uh kills himself and then they find him the next day and of course everything happens so like we find out what happens in the first third in the first act of the movie um but then a twist happens later as they're investigating because when i first saw this i thought that the whole thing was going to be like how does she get out of this and everything Mm -hmm. then you come to find out there's an even bigger twist that happens so um I love how Benoit explains it. So <laughs> there's a donut, but then there's a there's, there's a hole, a hole in, our, <laughs> in the donut with another hole in it. Um, yeah, inside our donut is just it's, it's not donut. a hole; it's just another donut with yeah. a hole inside of itself. Yeah. Well, that's that's the third twist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the so we're introduced to Hugh Drysdale, who they call Ransom. Um, who did not show up to the funeral, left the party in a fit of anger. Yeah, left, left the uh, birthday party ar- yeah. with, in, after an argument with his grandfather. Yes. Um, and we come to... I mean, this is a spoiler discussion, so we're just... Yeah. You come to find out that Ransom ended up switching the medicines and putting um, his blood thinners in the morphine thing... And putting he changed the label. Yeah, he changed the label. No, he no he, no no he, no, he, he injected it. He did. Yeah, yeah he, he actually did pulled it. out with the syringe and injected it into hmm. the other. Yeah, I remember yeah, that he completely scene. Completely switched. He, yeah. 
So you completely switch them, and uh, Benoit switches yeah, two examples. Yeah. Yes, uh, and we find out that he was the one. Who yeah, and he, and he takes the emergency dose. Takes of the noxalone so that yeah. she can't save him. Save him because his motivation is that Harlan has basically cut every member of his family out of his will and is going to leave everything to Marta. Yeah. So he's like, this is ridiculous. I have to do everything on my own. So I'm going to... He knows about the Slayer rule, which is if um, any, if the person that would inherit all of the... all of the... what was inherited in his mm -hmm. will was even held responsible in civil court for his death, then they wouldn't be able to inherit anything. So... He is yeah, accidental yeah. or uh, yeah. on purpose. Yeah. So his plan was to have her be responsible for his death by that accident, and then you know, obviously he, you know, after he found out that they, she was the one inheriting things, they would go in court and you know all that shit. But yeah. that was his plan, but it didn't work out because of the twist at the very end of the movie. Yeah. But that that is his motivation because Harlan was cutting everybody out of his will yeah. and basically just like cutting ties with everybody. That's the first half of the movie as well. We learn that he fired Walt from their publishing company. He's telling Richard, you know, he caught him in a an affair. Yeah, and and exactly. he's like, you tell my daughter that you're cheating on her or I'm going to. And then Joni, the uh, his step or his daughter-in-law after uh, his son passed away. Oh, okay. Uh, I missed she, that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was taking, like, extra money from him. Because right. She was paying for his grandfather, or his granddaughter's college. Mm -hmm. tuition. And she was double-dipping, because both offices were writing checks to yeah. her. $100,000 a year? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So she was basically just pocketing $100,000 extra a year. Yeah. So the school cost 50000 and she was double-dipping. No, they were writing duplicate checks. Both of his offices were writing duplicate right. checks. Yeah. And one check would be roughly 50000 then. No, I think she was getting $200,000 checks. $100,000 a year for Either way, that would be like such an oversight. For two semesters. Oh, yeah. Well, like, that's a gross oversight. But, I mean, of course he can afford it. Yeah. Like, um, even, even to let it go for, like, one semester, let alone, like, at least multiple years, which was implied. Yeah, yeah I think it was like the last four years. Four, yeah. Said. yeah. And then he writes her the final check. And he's like, all right, you and Meg are not going to see a cent yeah. from me for the rest of my which, days. Which I always have a problem with, personally, because it's not Meg's fault that her right. her mom's a piece of shit and stealing from her yeah, grandmother. He know. Yeah, it's not her fault. So, like, why is Harlan I, I, Unless he is maybe in on it. They don't specifically say well i i think harlan was trying to nip it in the bud like okay well i'm gonna teach Joni this lesson so meg learns this lesson so i mean yeah you does she suffer the consequences yes but at the same time like he's not doing it to hurt her he's everybody in the family needs to, to be taught lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that's exactly what his point was yeah. and that was one of the things he said before he died was i wish i could resolve all of this before i go and it wasn't really well, kind, of. kind of yeah because at the end he, he it does get resolved um so then the bigger twist that happens is um uh, so marta is receiving like 
emails and like ransom notes and stuff like that um telling her like to be at this place at a specific time blah 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 blah. and it's all a ruse set up by ransom <laughs> and the reason why he does all of this is because even though he put the medicine in the different vials marta ended up giving uh harlan, harlan the appropriate dosage. the appropriate dosage and the correct medicine just based on feel because yeah. he's done it a hundred times right so harlan's death was actually a an actual suicide right there was nothing wrong with him that wasn't going to kill him or anything um which we find out from a hell toxicology report that uh fran gets and is using it against Ransom, Ransom because she knows that he yeah during during the funeral uh Ransom snuck back into the house to switch the vials back again yes so yeah so he couldn't be implicated I guess and then Fran saw him and she had a she has a sister in a toxicology lab so she sent I don't know how she got a uh, like a sample of Harlan's blood but sent it in for a toxicology report I guess that part doesn't I, really matter but I, I, or maybe they just did one anyway. Yeah, they may have just. Well, I think it's protocol when a, when anybody dies, they do one. Especially I, with a suicide, you oh, know, yeah. you probably. I, I if thought, they were on something. Yeah. I know. thought Fran's sister or whatever she was cousin, I cousin, think was, yeah. Like I thought she just worked there, so yeah. she, so could she get could get coffee. Get it early. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then. I don't think that she actually took the blood yeah. in. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that she just got a copy because she right. suspected that something was up. Yeah. And then when she found out, yeah, because she thought that Harlan or that uh, Ranson was like poisoning uh, uh, Harlan, mm. I guess. And she sends a copy of a toxicology report that says that he's all green, basically, because yeah. he wasn't, un you know, unduly poisoned mm -hmm. and she wouldn't know that because she's a maid and she sent it to ransom like i know what you did and ransom gets it and is like this is not the right yeah yeah he's like so then he be... sees it and he's like what the fuck he's like how did how she was supposed to give him the wrong shit and then that's when he formulates the plan then he burns the whole like yeah the toxicology lab burns the toxicology lab so there's no evidence mm. that there was anything done and then uh, tries to kill Fran, which, again, this is a great ending to this movie where uh, they bring Hugh in and Marta, and they're talking about it and everything, and Blanc is going over every detail of this, and he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then Marta gets a phone call from the hospital, and she answers it, and she says, oh, that's great news, thanks, we'll be over. And then hangs up the phone, and she's like, Fran's, or, Fran's okay. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh's well, basically like, this is all hearsay, you don't have anything against me. What you have against me is an alleged, you know, murder. Yeah. But Fran's gonna attempted be fine. Murder. Yeah, attempted murder, but you told oh, yeah. me that Fran's gonna be fine. I have good lawyers, I'll get off scot-free. Which, he would also be implicated in the arson thing. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I think he says that, though, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 He's like, all you have against me is arson and the attempted murder, which, you know, I could get off. It'll be fine. And then, that's whenever she's... He basically implicates himself being like, yeah, yeah. I did try. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, he says, he says, yeah, I killed Fran, but I guess I didn't. Like, yeah. it's like, so what are you going to get me for? Attempted murder along with arson charges. He's like, I'll be out in a month or something like that. Yeah. And then she throws up 
on Hugh because after he says his whole spiel to her, she throws up on him, implying that she lied and Fran mm-hmm. is dead. Um, and then he tries to kill Marta too with a prop knife. Yeah, which is something that was mentioned by Harlan. Yeah, there's a bunch of good stuff earlier where it's like only a fool would not recognize the difference between a real knife and a fake knife. Oh, okay. I missed that. It's in in the scene where... uh, He's actually talking about Ransom when he says that. He he says there's so much of me in that kid. Mm -hmm. He's like stupidity, anger, like, and he's like talking about it and he says... He lived life by whatever he says. He goes, until you can't even tell the difference between a stage prop and a real knife. And then that's, of course, what happens at the end is he stabs her with a prop knife and doesn't even do anything. So they arrest him for Harlan and for It's a pretty intense thing because, like, not picking up on Harlan talking about the The fake fake knives. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, he's... The whole family is very dramatic and theatrical. Like, just having that throne of knives, <laughs> like, chair in itself is just very, you know... Like, damn it, that's a Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Game of Thrones style. And I mean, it, it kind of is. Like, they're all they're, they're all liars and cutthroats. And... Like, people sit there and, like, the knives are, like, right on their head. Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody is great in the movie just like the story itself i i could gush over that for you know hours but the performances as well it has like a very star-studded cast mm-hmm. and all the performances are great especially like you said anna darmus and yeah. uh daniel craig but i also really like like keith stanfield who plays the lieutenant the black lieutenant. okay yeah he's great in the movie too just because he it's funny because we have like the buddy cops in the movie. One, one's the, uh, well, he's the lieutenant. I forget what the other guy is. The other guy's a trooper. Yeah, trooper, yeah. trooper Wagner. And right. he's like, he's like in love with the Thrombies, like novels and things. And yeah. he's like, oh, I'm a big mystery. And even whenever uh, uh, Marta says something about Fran, thought that she was poisoning him. And he's oh, like it's some movie. Yeah, and he's like, he's. Yeah, it's this movie. He's like Danica McKellar. Like it's like a Hallmark movie or some shit like that. He's like, yeah, uh, something, something with Danica McKellar, and she's like, yeah, exactly. Uh, But yeah, so it's funny seeing the dynamic between all three of them, them and uh, Detective Blanc, where uh, the lieutenant's like taking his job deadly seriously, and Trooper Wagner's just kind of like all along for the ride, enjoying every bit of it. He's like. He's like, yeah, I think it's early now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, these statues are from, uh, you know, this whatever novel. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> and yeah, then, the elephant statue is like, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, all the animal statues are from some, some something menagerie or something. Yeah. yeah. Menagerie of murder or something like that. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's like he is just fangirling the whole time. And then, obviously, Detective Blanc, who's on an even higher level than them both. Yeah, because he's had New York Times articles written about him. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the daughter-in-law of the, the guy that passed away, uh, she's the first one that says, oh, I've read about you. He's like, you're, you're, I know you. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I read a I tweet, saw a tweet about an article. Or, yeah. About you. yeah, I read a tweet about an art- your New York yeah, Times article. Yeah, she was a tweet, article. and then... 
uh, and then Linda, Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis, and then she, Linda knows exactly who. Yeah, who is. she's right. like, no, I I read your whole spiel in New yeah. York Times. She's like, I, I wasn't a fan of it. Yeah, I, I, that seems so funny because uh, Jamie's like, I think I know you, and then Richard's like, who the fuck is this guy? And Linda <laughs> knows exactly who he is. He's like, Detective Blanc, I know exactly who you are. It's like, do you think there's and the whole, the, the big mystery yeah, that... she said something like, it's insulting that yeah. you're here or something like that. Yeah, but ultimately, the big mystery for Benoit Blanc that is uh, levied at the very first act is, he has no idea who hired him. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know why I'm here. Yeah. He's like, at, at the beginning of the day, somebody dodged a very important question, and it was me, because I have no idea who hired me or yeah. why I'm here. And then... Ultimately, we find out that it was Ranson who hired him mm. to discover because it was ruled as a suicide. Right. And he's like, well, that's not right. It, it was, you know, you know bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, an, it was an unfortunate accident that caused Harlan's death. So he paid uh, Benoit Blanc a lot of money and then it ended, an envelope up, it, cash. it ended up biting him in the ass because... It actually wasn't. It was an actual suicide. Right. Yeah. Came back on. Yeah. He got his comeuppance. So I... He's a good villain in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't... I didn't really look at the cast. I just knew it was stacked. I I don't know why I didn't recognize him offhand, but Don Johnson. Yeah. Plays like, Richard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you but know damn. who else? <laughs> we, we glossed right over this part. Yeah. So... I looked at the cast while we were at the movie, watching it, and I said to Sean, I was like, Frank Oz is in this movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, who does he play? So we're like watching this, and they keep showing uh, Great Nana, Thrombi, and I was like, is Frank Oz playing Harlan's mom? <laughs> like, because, like, she has all of this, like, big hat, like, big coat and everything, and I'm like... That could easily be him. Yeah, and then you find out that he's the lawyer. Yeah, he he's the right. the person that uh, reads the will, the last will and testament. <laughs> oh, uh, this will be very quick, actually. Not too complicated at all. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the. Wait, what about our house? This is still our house, isn't it? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, and I leave the house and all its belongings therein to Marta Cabrera. <laughs> Just everything. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, uh, oh, and then, and then I like, uh, the bit at the end where Ransom is, like, saying about, he's like, this is our ancestral home, and, like, Benoit Blanc starts laughing, and he's like, Harlan bought this place in the 80s from a Pakistani billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, like, screams at him, will you shut your foghorn yeah. lighthorn mouth? <laughs> Which I gotta love the accent that Daniel Craig. Like, oh, yeah. Every it's, time he starts talking, like, and he I has love some it. really <laughs> strange dialogue that's just like great. Like we mentioned it earlier, like the whole donut hole within yeah, a donut, donut hole, and that then, whole seat, that whole like explanation yeah. was hilarious. He has very flowery language, where where he's like, uh, whenever Marta meets him, like he's smoking a cigar out uh, at the wake. He's like, oh, uh, you know, I, I follow each uh, it, uh, mystery to its inevitable conclusion. Mm -hmm. Like, basically, like, I, I, I stride the path that'll, like, of truths that lead me to the conclusion. Which, uh, he's very clearly skilled investigator. Dope. 
<laughs> but there's another donut within our donuts. <laughs> and he, like, whenever they're talking about when Marta is uh, vomits, whenever she lies, it's like, I heard you have a regurgitative uh, reaction to untruthing. <laughs> Untruth. <laughs> you know, like, he just has such weird dialogue. Yeah. But he's just like chewing the scenery in every single scene that he's in. He's just, you can tell that he's having a great time yeah. doing it. Which is why he's doing another one. Mm -hmm. He he probably was like tired of playing James Bond. And I would like, imagine. I'm going to fucking play this guy. Well, yeah, because he doesn't like... Yeah, I, I mean, the, which is funny. This is the second Daniel Craig movie that I... <laughs> I, I didn't do that intentionally. Yeah. I was, but it's the second Daniel Craig movie. But you look at... Let's look at Casino Royale and, like, all the physicality that he has to do. Like, oh, it's a whole different that. thing, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, he's up there in age, mm -hmm. so, I mean, of course he wants to go to more movies like this. This is, where this is a more... Uh, how do I want to say it? More of an actor's actor role. Yeah, yeah you know, more like, dramatic. Like, yeah. Like, know. uh... Daniel Craig is great as James Bond. I'm not going to say that he isn't, but right. uh, James Bond is He's an action. Hero. Yeah, James Bond isn't exactly a weighty character, and the more recent films have kind of changed that. Like they've given him more of like a fast and whatever. Yeah. But like, he, but James Bond. Yeah, James Bond is, is typically a, a one note character. Yeah, when this is clearly this is a what very I do. fleshed out. Yeah, you know, three dimensional character. With uh, and I'm very happy that they uh are making two more films. Uh, I don't know if you saw the trailer for the new one that's coming I out. think I did actually watch Glass it. Onion. It looks yeah. pretty good. And, like, if each each one of these movies is going to be stacked with a cast like they do, like, this next one has Edward Norton, um, shit. Ethan Hawke. Uh, uh, Batista. Gal no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Batista. Hmm. Gal Gadot is in Death on the Nile. Which yeah. is, I was also <laughs> thinking of that because I'm like, I, it's easy to, like, mesh the two mm. because you have uh benoit blanc and then you have um kenneth Branagh playing i forget that the victim, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. but I... that that's a series of books that yeah you know you had that's uh, an agatha Christie. murder on the murder on the orient express and mm. death on the nile mm -hmm. but yeah with uh glass onion i think that's gonna be a a good one too yeah. it's a shame that they Push it back because it was supposed to come out in November, I think. I Did they push it back? Yeah, it's coming out in December now. But oh, well, that's fine. It's still it's it's, it's still not a major Netflix. pushback. It's coming out at the end of this year, but yeah. you know, it's still coming direct to Netflix too, which is yeah. awesome. Is it doing a limited? It, it's having a limited theatrical release like a week before it comes out on Netflix. So I, I hope we get it here. Probably just so that it can be in contention for like awards seasons. Even though I don't think that this one performed very well at the awards or was even nominated for anything. No, but, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it You was. think it, it would at least have been nominated for Best Original Screenplay? Yeah, I mean, very, it is, yeah. It's, it's a very tightly written movie. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of, like, fat that can be cut off of this. No, and, and everybody, everybody like, complains about Ryan Johnson and, like, what he did with Star Wars. But, like, th this is his, like, masterpiece. I mean, this is, the way that he writes and directs, this is perfect. I mean, this was written and directed by him. Yeah. So, I mean, this is his brainchild, uh, and it's perfect. Very, very tightly written. Uh, it's just, it's great. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's fantastic. What the hell did 
Gabriel Inglacius do? I think it was his voice on something that, like, Marta's family was watching or something. Oh, yeah. Like, on the TV or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I thought about it, and I was like, oh, I think that they were watching something with him on it. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, he's he's credited. I was like, I don't remember seeing him. (laughs) Yeah, I saw him, and I was like, what the fuck was he in there? Yeah. But, uh, I brought it up to you when watching it. Uh, It's funny that I, I don't think... I think that we are given like where Marta is from. She's an, from an illegal immigrant. She's Ill- illegally immigrated to the states. She's not only her mom. Well, yeah, which is why like that's where the urgency from her end comes from because she yeah. can't like basically the family's threatening like if you don't give us the money back, yeah. we're gonna have your mother deported. But which we never get a definitive like that's going to be okay kind of thing. Yeah. I think that because I mean, she... I because she'll have great... Yeah, she'll have the resources and, and everything. Yeah. But uh, what I was going to say is I'm pretty sure that we learned that she her family's from Ecuador. That's what Linda says. I yeah, think and she, Linda is the one who would actually... Yeah, she, she she doesn't look it, but she actually, like, kind of gives a fuck. Yeah. Everybody else doesn't actually care. But, like, they, like, say that she's from, like, three different or four different countries or yeah. whatever they're talking yeah, about it. because Richard's like, she's from Paraguay. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then and when Ransom's like, you're Brazilian yeah, nurse? Yeah, you're Brazilian nurse. Right. Like, yeah. Like, like, like mm-hmm. none of them actually know yeah. where she's from. She's just, like, a, a Latin American yeah. <laughs> a person that takes care of their grandfather. They're all lying. They're like, oh, she's, like, family. And, like, they're all just horrible to her. Which is a, another reason why Detective Blanc stands up for her. Yeah. Because she tells him everything, and she's like, I'm going to give everything away. And he's like, okay. And then they find the toxicology report. And he's like, no, you guys are horrible to her. I'm, I'm In my professional opinion, I'm going to have this ruled as a suicide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then he... That's oh, right, as he was reading the, the toxicology. Yeah, he was reading it in the background while she was, like, telling everybody that he's like, excuse me, and, like, walks up, and he's like... <laughs> Don't say a word. Like, it's like, shut the fuck up right now. Don't say anything. He's like, otherwise, what are you doing? Otherwise, this is going to get all fucked up. But yeah, it came together nicely. It was also my favorite movie of the year that it came out in 2019. So, yeah, I remember everybody talking about it. I it just, was a hell of a movie. I just never. I'm glad to have seen it in theaters. Yeah. yeah, I almost didn't see it in theaters. Like Aaron said, whenever it came out, we just kind of went uh, on a whim. We're yeah. like, yeah, we don't have anything to do. And we, we showed that. up late, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We showed up like right as it was starting. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're like, yeah, well, let's go watch something. And we're like, oh, okay. See, now up. <laughs> we left, you know, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah, hell of a movie. Hell of a movie. It's nice when you go to see a movie like that where you're not expecting anything out of it. Yeah. And then you come out of it and you're like, wow, that's one of my favorite movies now. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. That it has that kind of effect. And it was still, like, phenomenal, even though I knew it, like, my expectations were high because I know how everybody feels about this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, how people have talked it up over the last, what, three years. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it, it still wowed me even with the high expectation. Three years next month. <clears throat> came yeah, it came out in November. Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 And then the most disappointing Star Wars movie came out after that. Yeah, same year. 
2019 was a great year for movies, though. For it didn't end part. great. <laughs> and then we went straight into a pandemic so it was yeah. like it was like wow star wars sucked how could it get any worse and then it was like ready for a pandemic that that's why it <laughs> happened they're yeah. like we need something worse has to happen <laughs> oh you guys made a terrible star wars movie i'm putting a plague on humanity right <laughs> this is your repay this then, is your penance then our yeah. first podcast episode came out in that's january right. of 2020 that's right that's true we did our top 10 and, and a, i didn't uh, realize that, that coincided with that yeah and the retrospective of the uh last decade we we had like three or four episodes come out before everything really okay. hit the yeah. fan so i couldn't remember yeah i remember it was sonic the hedgehog was the movie that i think we uh well that was we, like we the first like, hey, movie that came yeah. out that we were like oh we could actually Talk about a new movie. Yeah, and then we were like, oh, so things are getting a little hairy. And then, and then shit came out went like downhill. In, yeah, it came, like, Sonic came out in, like, March. Yeah. And we saw that, and then we're like, and then by the time we recorded, we're like, mm, oh, right, yeah, the pandemic didn't actually hit until March. Yeah, until after until mid-March. March. Yeah. 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 But then when we recorded it, we're like, yeah, things are uh, kind of dicey right now. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's why we do the format we do. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then... Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong and No Time to Die got pushed way back for an entire year. And then they still didn't come out. Well, uh, No Time to Die came out in theaters, but Kong didn't, did it? No, it, it came out in theaters. It just actually at the same time as just, or, uh, HBO Max. Oh, right. right. But Godzilla vs. Kong, because it was April 2021. Mm-hmm. When that came out, that was... I, I still will argue it, and it's not because I'm biased. That movie did help. Oh, yeah. Put the, put people yeah. back into the it was the That was the one yeah. that was, like, trickling back in the theaters. So they're like, we're going to test the waters. Right. Because uh, Tenet came out, and it fucking bombed. Yeah. <laughs> it did. And then people... I like that movie, though. Yeah, the, I the people went nuts to go see Godzilla vs. Kong yeah. in the theater, because that was obviously where it was meant to be so then i went nuts to see mortal kombat in the theater i watched it on hbo max in fact i woke up on a sunday was still in bed with my blanket on me and i was like i'll watch this and i just like <laughs> watched it <laughs> yeah i like that movie anyway not a bad movie <clears throat> anyway yeah rating time i think so yeah do we have anything else we want to say about it or um go watch really. it yeah, yeah highly recommend uh, the music is okay. I don't. Uh, it didn't really stand out to me. Okay, no, I don't remember it, so. Now the the score of the movie. I remember it being like serviceable, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. It was just kind of background. It was uh, you really didn't even need any music. Yeah, most, really. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it would feel weird if the music wasn't there. I don't remember it, but I don't remember any of the music. Yeah. And I usually can like remember like certain things i remember the the beginning and the end has like a musical motif that yeah. plays. that's it i don't remember any music actually no i remember the the op- opera thing that the old danny was listening to oh yeah oh and yeah and while i was sitting in there with him yeah her great nana how old uh, oh her mother yeah nobody oh, knows how old? yeah how old is she we don't know <laughs> I like I laugh at that. I'm like, isn't that your grandma? Like, you don't know how old your grandma is. You're celebrating your grandpa's 84th birthday, yeah. so she must be like 110 or something like that. I mean, she could have had him pretty young, so 
Ray Hanso? She's got to be honored. Yeah, she has to be at least like uh, 90, like 98 or something. Yeah. yeah. She has to be just be pushing 100. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which happens. That, that, it does happen. Yeah. Nana, do you want to eat now? Nana! Yeah, would like, you like to eat? Yeah, and then Walt, Linda's like, Walt, shut up. She already ate the whole salmon platter. You want to eat now, Nana? Eat food? <laughs> Michael Shannon's great in this movie. Oh, he's very good. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie. But I'm yeah. also just biased because I really like Michael Shannon. No, Michael Shannon's a great actor. If you haven't watched Waco, you should watch Waco because he's really good in that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and rate ten out of ten. I was grappling with myself. I say that every time, but I was grappling with myself, and I. I... Your first ten? No, it is not my no. first ten. The thing know. was my first ten. Okay, but uh, uh, this I'm a second. Like, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Ten out of ten. So. Ten out of ten. Perfect. I mean, I haven't watched it. Obviously, this is my first time. I mean, I'm gonna rate it high. I'm gonna go nine out of ten. But I'm sure it could build up yeah. to. Uh, it it benefits from a second viewing because, oh, yeah. like, you'll pick up one more thing. Yeah, the first time you're kind of just like, you have like analysis brain, and whenever you're like following they're, the thread, yeah, whenever yeah. they're fo- like whenever they are explaining everything, you're like trying to like really like stick mm-hmm. and down. Yeah. But once you have like a greater like understanding of like w- like the events that happen in the movie, it's easier to like like appreciate the movie for what yeah. it is but yeah i think it benefits greatly from multiple viewings so it's yeah. very good it's <laughs> very good it's very good well I, there's gonna be a time where all three of us are gonna hit 10 out of 10 and we're just gonna have to be like ding 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 like and have like a 10 out of 10 like like, like with yeah. arrows pointing to it being like perfect movie yeah well, we've gotten close we've gotten very close this is two now that we've gotten that are damn near perfect yeah yeah, I just feel like I, 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 I just wasn't there yet. I gotta yeah. watch it more time. I know it's hard for sometimes to put yourself in. It's like to give a movie that type of rating, but you know, sometimes if you I, cannot, you can know that it's like not like categorically a perfect movie because right. I don't think anything like that exists. No, that's that's. I mean, the, obje- the closest, that's objective. The closest thing is is Back to the Future in my eyes. Well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but I've never yeah. found a, a better example. You know, <laughs> I know it's objective, but yeah, but even yeah, you have to. I'm surprised. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that is Aaron's recommendation. That was, and uh, we have another recommendation coming from me this time. I told you guys that I'm going to be doing something a little bit differently uh, this time. Have I'm going to. I'm going to recommend a mini-series. Okay. Uh, so, because it is the beginning of fall, I believe this is going to this is going to air in October, the beginning of October. So, right. it's the beginning of fall, it's fall time. I'm going to recommend a animated series, a cartoon, that is, you can find on ATO Max. It's a Cartoon Network uh, show called Over the Garden Wall. Hmm. It's uh, 10 episodes of 11... 10, 11 minutes a piece. Okay. So, you know, it's easily consumable. It's about the length of a regular movie. But, yeah, so I am going to be recommending the animated series Over the Garden Wall. 
I can't wait to come back and be like, I accidentally watched Smiling Friends again. <laughs> I almost recommended the whole Smiling oh my Friends God. <laughs> uh, at one point, just because, you know, I want to say that we're not limited to movies as a movie. I mean, that's true. I, I've never thought outside the box of movies, though personally but yeah all right well then i'll just recommend waco next time <laughs> about eight hours of talking about it. that's a little different i think i'm ha I i'm recommending an easily consumable all right that's it we're watching lost <laughs> we're all 10 seasons we're a lost podcast now right so what, was it seven seasons i thought it was eight i think it's eight seasons oh it's it yeah. i thought we're watching all eight seasons i thought it was ten who knows I certainly don't. Because <laughs> I don't because I've never watched Wouldn't that just be a great gimmick, like to be the Lost podcast? And everybody's like, why? Why? Why did you guys just discover this? Like, I, I bet you $100 like, yeah, it already exists. Probably. And it's like, today we're talking about Hurley's lottery numbers and what they mean. Well, know? yeah. They're certainly, it has Mostly they're all retrospective. Yeah, they're going to be but... like experts on Lost. Like, yeah. you know that there are people that have watched Lost like four times, five times. And that's like, yeah. those are the people that are like, taught, have that podcast. They're, they're experts. There's a, a group of people. I no, heard. we can talk about it like we're like we're just watching it and like I mean, yeah. acting like well, it would be for me. <laughs> acting like it's still coming out like wow. every Wednesday. Oh You're like, what will happen next week? Yeah, oh we're, we're back to 2010, <laughs> 2009, 2010. Uh, that has to exist already. No, it has to. Everything exists somewhere. I don't listen regularly, but I follow a Batman sixty six podcasts and they go episode by episode mm -hmm. i mean you can just find any anything really yeah, yeah for sure which is fine yeah <laughs> well guys if you don't want to be spoiled for over the garden wall before next episode make sure to watch it because we will be having a spoiler discussion of the entire series again only 10 episodes but i hope you guys enjoyed our conversation about knives out one of my favorite movies i know i enjoyed having it i don't care about they enjoyed having it or not uh make sure to like and subscribe and share all that fun stuff and we'll see you in the next one guys have a good one goodbye i'm gonna go watch it again